doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel, our first episode since the NFL schedule is released. Hopefully mm-hmm. that schedule will stand and we won't have to do another schedule release party when they evidently will eventually <laughs> push the season and break it down. And do. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But we're back and uh, we're going to talk our top 10 worst landing spots maybe mm-hmm. not um objectively there's a little bit of um, i would say most disliked yes there's a spots. lot of ones where we're not particularly fond of the landing spots so right yeah yeah that's what we're going to break down today but first we got a few little news items that i thought were appropriate uh one of the first was uh, since the schedules come out uh, the Ravens are initial favorites in every game in the upcoming season. The only team in the league. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to hold up, uh, but no. the Ravens, they have a pretty um, decent schedule. Uh, they are on the East Coast most of the entire year and have to do very little traveling. So that's going to help yeah. them out a lot. Not just that, but when you call a uh, winning percentage, they have the easiest schedule Right. when you go by just winning percentage. So, I mean, that's not always the case. Like I've said in the past, the Cardinals won, what, four or five games last year. That's probably going to improve. Yes. They're going to be a better team than what they were. So that's not always the case. But according to the winning percentage, their schedule is the easiest, and they're already a really good team. Now they don't have to travel that much. Come on. it's gonna how, be- how much easier do you need it to be? Uh, apparently it's not easy enough because <laughs> the current odds for NFL MVP have Lamar Jackson in second place. Uh, Pat, oh, Patrick okay, Mahomes well. is first at four to one. Yeah. Lamar Jackson at 13 to two. Dak Prescott at nine to one. We'll have more on him in a minute. Wow. Russell Wilson, 12 to one. Tom Brady, 16 to one, along with Kyler Murray and Drew Brees at 20 to one are the current odds. Un- Believable. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. It's, um, I don't, I, I, that is strange to say the least. The first two I'm okay with. I can, that's pretty acceptable. (laughs) Once it gets to the third one. (laughs) Now, I said I had more on Dak Prescott. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We have a quote from Joe Theismann that it sounds (laughs) nice and normal to begin with. But then it kind of hits you at the end. Quote (laughs) from Joe Theismann. If I was advising Dak, I would say, take the money. You're not a top five QB in the National Football League. You're a good football player. You have the potential to be better. But what have you done? (laughs) Uh, Everything's good up until the end. But what have you done? What? Uh, I guess I haven't done anything, if you really think about it. No, I mean... Everything he said was true. You're not top top five quarterback. I can't imagine he thinks he is. I mean, he maybe he thinks he has the potential to be. I don't know. And what, there was something else that you said at the end there before you said, "But oh, what have you done?" That yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he disagrees with any of that. But then all of a sudden, he, <laughs> but what have you done? It's like okay, now you just slap me in the face purposefully. Seems yeah. like 
I'm okay with that. Um, I have nothing against <laughs> Joe Theismann now uh, after he yeah, said yeah. that. I mean, obviously, as an Eagles fan, I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of any of the other teams in the NFC East, but um, I'm okay with Joe Theismann's take on this one. He is advising, yes, take all the money you can and go. That would be <laughs> my advice to Jerry Jones as well. Give all the money out so you don't have much to sign <laughs> anybody else with. That would be perfect in my book. Uh well, couple more things in the nfc east uh for the first time in his career now it's not been a long career yet but carson wentz is working with five receivers five who all run a four four three or faster Mm. so yeah i i put a little uh meme on my phone um if i could get it off here maybe show the camera (laughs) It was one, it's the dumb meme, but I laughed and it's right there. It just says, frick it, just go deep. (laughs) That's going to be the motto of the 2020 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hail Mary every pass. It's just, we are playing Madden against an eight year old this year and he's calling all (laughs) of our plays for us. Uh, Well, we'll see about that. Uh, one other Eagles thing is apparently we're interested in signing Carlos Hyde. I mean, I, obviously he's not going to be a main focus, right. but why not? It's not like he had a horrible season last year. He did no. perfectly fine. So, yeah, I don't see any reason not to if I was really any team that needed a little bit of help in the running back position, and I think it makes sense for you guys. Yeah, I mean, unless Corey Clement can come back and have his – you know, 2017 year when we went to the Super Bowl, then we wouldn't I, need anything. I'm but, not holding my breath. I had so much hope for that I guy. I know, I know we both did. That didn't work out. Didn't work out. All right, uh, one more thing in the NFC East. Washington, the Redskins, have mm-hmm. no primetime games for the first time since 1982. Wow. So if you've got any Redskins players on your roster – You won't get to root for them like, oh, it's Sunday (laughs) night. I got one more guy left. Oh, it's Monday. I got one more. Oh, a Thursday game. At least I got. No, sorry. Um, Terry McLaurin, not going to have any AP guys that are filling them in there. Darius Geis. You're not going to get to see him on national television very often this year. Unless they actually are successful. And at the end of the year, they get the flex, you know, whatever Monday night games that they do at the end of the year. Because they do that once you... uh, once they know how good everybody is. I'm not holding my breath. I know. I'm not saying <laughs> they're going to be good, but if, if for there was any chance, that'd be it. That's the only way. That would have to be the only way. Uh, <laughs> the Dolphins have agreed with Tua already. Four years, $30 million with the fifth-year team option. So, wow, these mm-hmm. rookies are just snapping right to it, and bam, here we go. The, the dominoes will probably start falling uh, we'll yeah. probably still wait for, I don't, I don't think Burrow's got his deal done yet, but Herbert so. and all the other offensive guys, they'll probably start falling here pretty darn soon. Yep. Uh, one last little step before we get on to our top 10 worst landing spots. 2019 was the first time in NFL history where the top five passing yard leaders, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan all missed the playoffs. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, man. That just shows that you need more than just passing game. 
a running game is essential as well, and of course the defense, and a lot of them teams didn't have defenses worth anything to save their lives, so that does make a difference. Well, let's see. I'm looking, and three of those players threw a decent amount of interceptions as well, so that means yes, they were oh yeah. making mistakes and then having to make up for making those mistakes, which means pass, pass, pass. But if you're a good enough quarterback, you still make the playoffs. I mean, but Brett Favre, think about that. How many times did he miss the playoffs? Not too many. Maybe once, maybe twice. Well, we're not going to count the last year of the Vikings. No, no, no. That was just horrible. That wasn't Brett Favre. (laughs) And obviously the Jets won too. We don't have to talk about that one. Anyway, he had a winning season. He was 9-7 and that year. Anyway, I mean, think about it, though. He throws touchdowns and he throws interceptions, but yet he still finds a way to get wins and win games. It gets yourself into the playoffs, whether or not – he only got to the, what, two Super Bowls back-to-back, and he right. only won the one. But uh, he was pretty successful as, of a quarterback, to say the least. And it wasn't just about yardage. It was about winning games. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for tidbits and notes from around the National Football League. We're <laughs> going to move into some more rookie news and some guys that we just aren't feeling where mm-hmm. they're landing. And we're going to go from... Worst to first, however you want to look at it. We're going on our list number 10 to number one. Yeah. And I'm going to jump right in here. This might not be a popular opinion, but I really don't like that Justin Herbert ended up in L.A. with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, um, it's a good situation. Go but for him overall, but we're starting with Terod Taylor. We've seen this mm-hmm. happen before, and Terod Taylor got booted out for Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield was semi-successful in his first season, and then his second season there was all sorts of hype on him, and it wasn't uh-huh. a very good season. And we all know the Chargers organization is not that great of an organization. They've had holdouts. They've had disputes. They had to draft a quarterback way back when just because they weren't getting their way and they drafted Eli Manning and then traded him away because they didn't want to go play that something is going on (laughs) in LA and has been for a long, long time. And for that reason, I just am not comfortable with Justin Herbert on the chargers. Yeah. You're not comfortable with him. I'm not comfortable with him either. And that's why he's on my list. I don't have him at 10. Okay. I do. You want me to tell you where he's at? Why not? On my list. Okay. So I'm, a lot more uncomfortable with Justin Herbert. I have him at number three. Wow. Because I just, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Herbert. I never really saw everything that everybody's seeing in him. And I, I understand that he went to a team that needed a quarterback, but he's been inconsistent. Every time I look at the film and just like, it just doesn't look good enough to me. And he, now he needs to beat out uh, Terod Taylor, like you said. And I don't know if that's, going to happen this year I don't maybe he just kind of sits there I don't know I think he's just not good enough and for even if he beats him out I mean think about that offensive line he's going to be scrambling around for his life I mean I just don't see how he can beat Tyrod he is a Tyrod (laughs) or Tyrod I can't get it right I don't think he can beat Tyrod this year and I think Tyrod's going to have at least at very least half the season until they say all right we might as well just try Herbert all right well you uh 
were obviously a lot more miffed at his landing spot than I was, and that's not, all not right. Not <laughs> I'm not really mystified by it or anything like that. I, I understand why they did it. I just don't like him as a player, and okay. I think that's kind of where I don't like the Chargers taking him. All right, that makes a lot more sense. All right, so who did you have at number 10? At number 10 I had, and I'll, this is the, I don't mind the player. I really don't, <laughs> and I don't mind the landing spot so much if I'm looking at it objectively, but I – I went with Zach Moss. Um, the reason is this is personal. I got, I, this is per, this is personal, in in multiple ways. I can't stand the fact that it will take a little bit of the value away from Singletary in fantasy football land. And I can't. I I really really like Singletary, and I really think he's still going to have a very big role on this team. That's not a, that's not really the problem. I just don't like the fact that it's going to take a little bit away from him. As well, I don't have to mention this, but I am not a Bills fan at all. <laughs> I am a Jets fan, so I do not at all want Zach Moss to do anything good. And so if that happens, I'm going to be even more upset. I just I don't like it because I'm not a fan of the Bills, and I really like Singletary, so this kind of hurts. It's personal, like you said. That's the only real reason he's on my list. I think no. he's a great player. I just don't want him there. No. Obviously, as a Jets fan, I completely understand why you don't <laughs> like this. Um, as far as fantasy football goes, I am very, very intrigued by the Bills' offense this coming season because yeah. they have so many weapons. It is reminding me. Now, I am not comparing quarterbacks here necessarily. I am comparing situations <laughs> and offenses around the quarterback but that offense is looking to me more like the Saints offense all the time. Oh and for fantasy oh purposes, boy. that could be amazing. Again, I'm not calling Josh Allen Drew Brees. I love Josh. You all know <laughs> that is one of my man crushes. I love Josh Allen. But they've got Zach Moss, which is more yep. of a little bit the bruiser, and Devin Singletary last year did not have that many carries down by the goal line. So I yeah. think they can coexist. Devin Singletary yep. would be the Alvin Kamara-ish role. Zach Moss would be the Mark Ingram slash Latavius Murray type role. And then you've got all the pieces around him. So I think fantasy-wise, it'll be okay for Devin Singletary. No, but, no, there's no doubt, and that's why I hate it. That's right. why, <laughs> because I really, I really like the fact that single. I think Singletary will be fine, obviously, but. I just don't like the fact that Moss, why, why? I wanted to be really, really, really spot on on something with Singletary because I saw what he did last year and I really liked it. And I thought this was going to be the year he breaks out, but then you throw a wrench into my plans and you take Zach Moss. And now I don't really know what to think. I still think everything's going to be fine, but gosh, yep. why? I think you'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving along to number nine. Uh, this is kind of one of the guys that I have not liked. Of since we did the previews for each position before the draft. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of love for this guy, and I see a lot of people love the landing spot for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not buying it. And my number nine is Michael Pittman, who got drafted okay. by the Colts. I'm okay. not a fan of Michael Pittman. It, for all the stuff that I read, all the stuff that I saw, he just seemed very average at a lot of things. Nothing yep. stood out to me. He wasn't really fast. He didn't have a ton of separation. And he's going into a situation with a new quarterback into an offense, Phillip Rivers, 
who might only be there for a year or two before he decides to hang it up. So Michael Pittman's one going into a new offense with a new quarterback and that quarterback's going into a new offense. They're going to have to get to know each other and who knows if he'll pick it up right away. Then maybe year two, he might have it all down and who knows if that quarterback's (laughs) still going to be there or not. So then he might have another new quarterback and a new situation. And if the Colts absolutely stink this year, do you think Frank Reich? gets to hang around if all of a sudden it just completely you know breaks down for him then there's a new coach involved and there's going to be another new offense and there's just too many variables for me to like michael Pittman. yeah going into the draft i i saw plenty of mock drafts where the jets took Pittman, Mm. and i said to myself all right (sighs) i wasn't happy with it but i wasn't like ticked off by it i think he's going to be fine at least at least at least while rivers is there i don't think rivers is a terrible quarterback i do think he has a tendency to choke a lot Mm -hmm. so i would like to see exactly how that works for them but i think he's gonna be he's gonna be fine in my eyes i understand why you think it's just eh. yeah because i i didn't really like him to begin with everybody did because you know he's got that slenderish kind of body and he's really fast and he can jump up there and get the ball and whatnot. I just, I don't know. I, and I was kind of on the same page as you were. And I don't, we've never really discussed Michael Pittman jr. Other than that much right. one weeks ago. So yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same page there. Okay. What do you got at number nine? I got Brennan. I um, hmm. The reason is I think a lot of people really like this guy too. And the reason I have him on my list. It's it's at number nine, so it's not like it's I absolutely hate the guy, but I think Debo Samuel should be a very legitimate wide receiver this year. I think he's going to be like a wide receiver two or something around that status. And obviously, George Kittle's still there. He's going to remain to be a wide or not a wide receiver, but a basically wide receiver, a tight end stud. So he's going to get a lot of targets. They also have some running backs that they have to feed in this game as well. I mean, I just, I think best case scenario for Brandon would be that he's like a, a a wide receiver three, but kind of at the lower part of it. I don't see him being, he may, he's like a flex option at this point. I don't really particularly like him on this team for, for another reason. I don't particularly like their quarterback right now. I think that they need something to click more than just what they'd had last year because obviously they didn't win the Super Bowl. So they need something more. And I don't really particularly think that he is the answer. I, 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 I'm more than willing to be wrong on this. I, I just don't particularly like where he went. I, I, I wish he went somewhere else. I really do. Okay. So my number 10 was your number three. Mm-hmm. Your number nine is my number two. <laughs> yes okay i'm At least gonna we put him on the list i'm like gonna tell you just how right you are about brandon Ayuk. <laughs> i like him and it made sense for the 49ers to get a player of that caliber the eagles took mm-hmm. marquise goodwin away from him and that is almost all i see him being worth is marquise goodwin value there jimmy garoppolo he does not make yeah. those big plays Thus, Marquise Goodwin had very little fantasy value. And they have the Debo Samuel, who's going to be the gadget guy, the underneath, the yards after catch. George Kittle's going to take the mismatches. That's it. And then they're going to run the ball all year long. 
So Brandon Ayuk, mm, sorry, not on it. I'm glad we're still on that. We're both on the same page on a lot of these people. So this is making me feel like we're actually <laughs> we're doing what we're we're doing right by these people. So okay. we'll see how the rest of this list goes. Though. All right, uh, let's go with <laughs> your number eight first. Okay, my number eight is KJ Hamler. Um, I don't like it because they got Jerry Judy. Now they also have Cortland Sutton as well. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, I, I'd almost expect that Noah Fant would have to increase his looks in the passing game this year. And, of course, now they have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay that they both have to get in the passing game as well. I'm not saying it's a horrible spot for Hamler to go, but I imagine it's going to be difficult for him to get fantasy production this year, especially when we don't really know how Drew Locke is going to progress in his, in not just fantasy outlook, but in his regular outlook as far as a quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't hate the, again, this is another guy I kind of wish went to a team that needed more of a type of Hamler guy where they already took Jerry Judy. Well, now you're just kind of throwing him in a bunch of other guys, and I don't particularly like it. I know Deshaun Hamilton's not yeah. supreme or anything like that, but, I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a chance to beat him out. But I just don't like I don't like all the other options they have now with Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant's got to increase this thing. I just don't like it. Yep. Um, while I believe Denver may have um, issues keeping up with other teams, so they will be passing the ball a lot, I, sure have, were, yeah. I have KJ Hamler at six on my list. See, we're so on the same page. We're still, I love this. still on the same page. I don't really <laughs> need to add to anything you said. It's exactly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mouths to feed, and if the Broncos want to be successful, they should be leaning on the running game like the 49ers are running, leaning on their running game. Mm-hmm. My, my number eight is Antonio Gibson, uh, drafted by okay. the Redskins. Just an abysmal situation, in my opinion. We're probably going to find yeah. out that Dwayne Haskins is not the answer this year. And anybody on that team, save for maybe Terry McLaurin, is not going to be very fantasy valuable this year. I just am not feeling anything on the Redskins. Yeah, I got to pretty much agree with it. He's not on my list. I kind of forgot about the Redskins. Yeah, so exactly. Something there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine Gibson does much this year at all. I mean, I just don't think anything anybody on the Redskins are going to do much. Really, honestly. No, I mean, I guess he's got as good a shot as anybody on sure there does, yeah. to produce, but I'm yep. just – I'm not a believer. And nope. uh, seeing that I uh, watch the Redskins – multiple times throughout the year for different reasons. Nah, it's 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 going to be <laughs> going to be tough to watch this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll move on to number 7 of mine, a guy that you like. I don't know if you liked his landing spot in his situation, yep. but Brian Edwards. I yeah. do not like the landing spot. The yep. this the offense in Las Vegas, it's it's still weird to say that. The offense for the Las Vegas Raiders just seems like they're just throwing darts and trying to see if something sticks because Josh Jacobs is okay, whatever. He's not a scary running back. He did good because he got a lot of touches. 
Now we're looking at the passing game. They still have Tyrell Williams. They drafted Henry Ruggs in the first round. They drafted um, Lynn Bowden, who's going to be a gadget player. And then they drafted Brian Edwards, too. While he, again, has some skills and he probably fell further than he would have had he not had the injuries, but the Raiders also still have Nelson Aguilar they just signed in free agency. I know, not scary. But they also have (laughs) your boy Hunter Renfro. There's too many people that are going to have a shot at being the number three wide receiver, at least until Tyrell Williams is gone. And then you still have to think about the tight end position too. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. So yeah. Sorry, Brian Edwards. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't particularly disagree with you, but I'm just going to kind of leave it there because my, I have another guy on my list Mm -hmm. that, kind of relates to this so i don't I, right. I don't want to go into it too much but my number seven and i'd hate putting this guy on my list hate it but i i've been saying it from the beginning i don't like where jk dobbins went so i just can't stand that i have to put him on this list i'm looking at mark ingram i'm looking at gus edwards and justice hill and i'm not saying that Dobbins can't pass up Edwards or Hill easily. And I'm not saying he hasn't already passed him up at at all. Um, But Mark Ingram to me is still a really, really good back. And unless Ingram takes a, a big step back, I don't expect Dobbins to take the role at all until, until it's just, until it's, until Mark, (laughs) until (laughs) until Mark Ingram is completely out of the picture. I don't see Dobbins being the guy. And that's what I was hoping for. I wanted to see him go to a team that absolutely needed a running back. Not saying they don't need a running back, but look at, they got justice Hill. I like justice Hill last year. I don't, I don't know why they went out and got Dobbins. They didn't need to do that. Dobbins could have went to another team. It would have had a lot better of a scenario there. And I just feel like I would much rather have had him go somewhere else other than the Ravens, just anywhere else. Well, maybe not anywhere else, but well, <laughs> I just, I wanted him somewhere that needed him and not just, okay, he's actually going to help us out. I don't want that. I wanted him to go somewhere else because I think he's the best running back in the draft. So if he ends up being the best running back in the draft, I can actually see a way for him to, to pass up Mark Ingram and maybe Mark Ingram becomes that second tier guy. And we know he's not, uh, he's he's done that before. So Mark Ingram knows how to be the, the RB2 on a team. But I just don't see Dobbins doing it this year, and that's what kind of makes me more upset. I'm not saying he's not going to get it in the next couple of years, but just this year I don't see it. And a lot of people disagree with me. So be it. I disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, everything you said is perfectly understandable. I do not have J.K. Dobbins on my list. I actually no, I, had I, him I as a good spot. Yeah. But it might take a while for dynasty purposes. And even then, the more I think about it, Mark Ingram is such a likable guy and he's such a good (laughs) teammate. And he is, he's not going to be Frank Gore, but he has that feeling about him where he could keep playing for a while and just be that number two guy and being a leader on the team. So it might come down to, J.K. Dobbins is just never going to get that many carries for the Ravens 
because mm. they have so many guys and because Mark Ingram is such a leader, they might keep him around. And yeah, he just might never end up being that 250 to 300 carry guy. And you're not going to be able to rely on him in fantasy. Yeah. There's nothing worse in my mind than Dobbins being a complete bust. Like that would just, it, it, it would, it's the worst part of the draft in my eyes, if he would be a bust, because I honestly think he had the most talent out of, every single running back in the league for the draft. I mean, not now. I mean, no. <laughs> there's plenty of other guys that have really good talent. Yeah, yeah. But he had what I saw was amazing, and it, it's just a disappointment that he would go somewhere that he doesn't become the instant starter. All right. Well, uh, my number six was K.J. Hamler, so let's go oh, right yeah. into yours. Okay. Well, I got LaVishka Chenault, Ooh. and that's, that's a hard one for me to say. <laughs> but And I know a lot of people really like this guy, and I really just – I have one note on him, and that's really – maybe that's all I have to say. But I do not trust the Jaguars at all. At all. So, being that, I, I, I maybe Minshew has some promise to him, but I just don't like the Jaguars. I, I don't trust Minshew, but I really don't trust the Jaguars organization. That's pretty much all I have to say. I don't like the fact that somebody of that caliber with Chenault went to a team that I just can't stand to watch at this moment. Well, all I have to say is LaVishka Chenault is my number five, so let's see who your number yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my number five is this is kind of funny, and it doesn't have a whole lot of fantasy implications, but I have to put him on this list, and you'll know why immediately why when I say his name, but Tristan Wirfs. Um, oh, <laughs> I only have one note for this, and that's all I have to say, and you'll understand it. But Tom Brady got what many people were saying was the best offensive tackle in the draft, and it just ticks me <laughs> off. It ticks me off. That's all I need to say. Uh, yeah, I saw his name, and I figured if I didn't do it, you were going to do it. So <laughs> I didn't do it. You did it. I was right. We're going to move along to number four because we all know that we're not tom brady or patriot fans here so no no we kind of were a little upset when it kind of fell into their lap and they didn't even have to trade up to get it so mm -hmm. whatever i'm moving into number four uh, my number four is a guy who is on your favorite landing spot list mm -hmm. and you'll know exactly why but i'm gonna say it again and i'm gonna say it till i'm blue in the face i will not trust a detroit lion running back until they <laughs> prove me wrong so deandre swift is my number four yeah i understand uh, that's fine i i have to disagree i i think he's gonna be really good this year but that's just me. I mean, I, most people agree with you. Be honest. I, I'm out here all, all alone on Swift, and most people are saying, "Oh no, there's no way he's going to be as good as you think." I don't know. We'll see. I'm I, I like DeAndre Swift, but he just fell into the black hole of running backs, and it's, <laughs> I can't do it. I think he's going to push him out of it. I, I do. I really do. Okay. All right. Who you got it for? This is why I wanted to hold off on Brian Edwards and uh, talking about him because I have Henry Ruggs III at my number spot. And this kind of hurts. It hurts a lot. This is why I don't like it. It's not that he's a, not a talented wide receiver. It's not that the Raiders can't use him in the way he needs to be used. It's the fact that it kills Hunter Renfro's value. <laughs> and I cannot – it, 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 I can't describe how angry I am when they got him. I, I was sitting back. We were – 
we were doing our thing. Me and you and network and me and just sitting here. And all of a sudden, they got rugs. And I said, no, <laughs> not rugs, not rugs. So, yeah, this makes me a little bit mad because I had really high hopes for Hunter Renfro. And I'm not saying he can't have a successful year, but uh, it just kind of puts a dent in his value. And that's one of the biggest reasons I, I have rugs on here. Also, not to mention, Ruggs will have a quarterback named Carr or Mariota throwing him the ball. And I absolutely don't think them are good quarterbacks. So I don't know what to expect out of him with that. So it's not the best of scenarios for him with that as well. But I also want to talk a little bit about Brian Edwards. Okay. Because I really like Brian Edwards. I think he is a, I'm a number one caliber type of receiver. I think Brian Edwards has a chance to outplay Henry Ruggs. I think he has a chance to outplay Hunter Renfro. I don't like that he went to the Raiders because they have all this other talent. So you are you are not wrong when having him on your list. But I think he's got a chance to be better than everybody else thinks because I know this this guy is really really good. He's really really talented. So I think Hunter or I'm sorry, I think Brian Edwards is going to Surprise some people, and I think Henry Ruggs III may may not be what everybody thought he'd be. All right. Uh, we already do did your number three. That was Herbert, correct? Yes, that's true, yeah. Okay, so I'll move into my number three. That is C.D. Lamb. I know oh. that makes the Cowboys sound very dangerous, but as far yeah. as fantasy purposes, I think C.D. Lamb is going to have a tough time seeing the number of targets that will make mm. him viable maybe in a couple of years i mean we've already we, we know jerry jones likes giving out money but in a couple of years are they going to be able to afford his fifth year option and keep that offense together uh will zeke still be there by the time cd lamb is viable if zeke is yeah. on the downswing what running back is going to take the pressure off of dak prescott if they give him uh, an extension we still haven't gotten that far yet so if dak prescott isn't even the quarterback there cd lamb just it sounds like a great situation but if you break it down it <laughs> might not actually be uh, this to me feels an awful lot like an Eagles fan just ah. trying to figure out a way, just trying to figure out a way to make this look bad. I'm sorry, I I have to disagree with you completely on this. I think they did an excellent job in their draft with the Cowboys, and I think CD Lamb's going to be an excellent receiver. I I understand the whole signing him later. How's it going to work in the future? I get that, but. At this moment in time, I'm not looking at the future. I see in an offense that has a potential to have an extremely good season. The only key, and we've talked about him earlier in the show, the only key that needs to be successful is Dak Prescott. Can he do it? I do not know, and I do not trust him. But if he has any type of success, I believe this team is at least a – at least I'm going to say playoff-bound team unless they completely do – something terrible it's something happens to Prescott I don't know even even if Prescott he could just stink and I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with that and I know you would be too of course CD Lamb to me he, I, there's a lot of other spots he could have went that I would have preferred not just because he's a cowboy right but I 
like you said, there's a lot of other weapons on that team. So maybe he doesn't get thrown to as much as you want, but that's just, I'm sorry. It's a great <laughs> spot in my opinion. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that one, at least for now. Uh, we already did my number two. That was Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk. Uh, I don't know if we've done your number two yet. We haven't. And the reason I got this guy on here is basically because I thought the Steelers were going to go after a real running back, but they didn't. They went after Anthony McFarlane and they settled for him. And he's going to be like a change of pace back and he's going to be behind James Conner. I'm not even sure he's going to beat out Jalen Samuels or Benny yeah. Snell Jr. I, 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 this guy to me was a, a ridiculous pick for them. I, why even pick him? I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. The number two spot is where he needs to be because it was just a horrible, to me, it's just stupid. I'm sorry, Steelers, you, you messed up. You should have went after somebody else or traded up to get somebody else, whatever it is. I just really don't like this pick at all. McFarlane will likely be a nobody, but who knows? No, who knows? Maybe I am not seeing this correctly, and I'm way off, but I just I hated it. I, I saw his name, and I wanted to put him on the list, but with the amount of injuries that the Steelers have had at running back, I just couldn't put him on there because there is a chance that he gets to be the number one guy before the season's done and see if he has something in him. So I can't say that it was good and I can't say that it was bad, but I definitely understand your sentiment. Mm -hmm. That whole backfield is just such a big gobbledygook of whatever it's just a big eh. it is i mean james eh. connor has the ability to have some big games but he, he needs everybody else on that offense to be clicking he needs big ben to be healthy and making yep. good throws he needs juju out there he needs uh deontay johnson they know chase claypool james washington he needs that offense to get going for let me put it this way the <laughs> passing game needs to work to open up the running game for Pittsburgh. That's how I view that offense. Once that's working, then James Conner can get a bunch of catches. Then he can get those goal line carries. And then he's super awesome in fantasy. But Anthony McFarland is just going to be another guy in the cog in Pittsburgh. And that is kind of sad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's all I have to say about it. I just really, 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 really didn't like it. All all. right. Who you got at one? All right, this is, <laughs> I believe he was on your list for spots you liked. Oh, I'm not sure. I, right. I have to go back and listen to it, but, and I hate to do this to everybody that likes this team that I am around all the time, but AJ Dillon, I just did not like it. I actually, I just, I don't understand why the Packers did it. Why did you draft a running back that has loads of talent when you already got somebody in Aaron Jones. And it's not like Williams was terrible either. I mean, these guys are having successful successful, successful years, successful careers so far. The last two years with Aaron Jones have been great. Yes. I don't understand. Are they, are they seriously considering not re-signing him after his contract's I, up? I hope not. Is that why they went out and got A.J. Dillon? I mean, the guy is way better than people think. And that's, that's why I hate this. I hate this not because I don't think he's going to get on the field. I hate it because it takes – too much value away from Aaron Jones, who I think is a tremendous running back. And it just takes, it takes me to a point to where I'm saying, <laughs> why, why would you do this? You had so many other options in my eyes to where you didn't have to take a running back. You already have somebody that really, really, really does well. 
So maybe they're really just like this guy. And they said, we have to take him. He's the best player available. We really liked him and he fell to us. We got to go for it. I, I just don't understand it. But I also didn't completely understand when they took Jordan Love either. True. But now I'm completely turned around <laughs> on it. I think that's a great pick. So maybe later on I will see what A.J. Dillon has to offer. It's, maybe it's just a wait-and-see thing, but I just I, – I, that was a head-scratcher to me. I get it. I didn't have A.J. Dillon on my list. I looked at his name again just like McFarlane. was like, what could happen? Uh, yeah. Will – Matt LaFleur try running the ball more this year, and that's why he wanted a, like, 1A and 1B running back. Did he want to keep Aaron Jones fresh? He is slightly yeah. fragile. He has missed a little yeah. bit here and there. He's got a little nagging this, but he still produced. But if that producer. keeps going, eventually something is going to stretch too far or uh, break a little bit more than we knew was going to happen. And... I kind of understand the A.J. Dillon thing. I have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in one of my super flexes yeah. started last year, so I'm probably going to try and get A.J. Dillon in that draft <laughs> just so I have the <laughs> Packers' backfield, however it oh, may yeah, work. Yeah. But, yeah, that one, it is a little bit of a head-scratcher, but I could see it benefiting the Packers as well. Again, you didn't say it wouldn't be good for the Packers. I didn't say it wouldn't benefit the Packers. It just really... It doesn't make sense to where they couldn't have gotten somebody else that would have benefited the team in a different direction, in a different position on the field when they already have a couple guys that I think are actually pretty decent. And that's what kind of just baffled me a little bit. All right. Well, I'm going to do my number one. You may mm -hmm. may have noticed uh, a few picks ago, I just kind of yeah. glossed over somebody and didn't give my take on that person. <laughs> and it just let you keep on going because mm -hmm. my number one is Henry Ruggs. I uh, yeah! absolutely hate that the Raiders is where Ruggs landed. <laughs> I think it pretty much destroys his fantasy value. There's too many mouths to feed and a quarterback yes. that is not good enough to keep them all fed fantasy-wise. That Raiders team is not going to be good this year. Again, I told everybody they weren't going to be that good last year. They yep. they opened up and they looked like, oh, well, maybe they've got some spark in them. No, if Derek Carr goes down, uh, it's not Ryan Tannehill coming in to replace him. It's Marcus Mariota nope. coming in to replace him. And that's mm -hmm. going to be even worse for Henry Ruggs. <laughs> so I think no matter what quarterback is there in Las Vegas – it's not going to be good for Henry Ruggs. And he wasn't, in my opinion, going to be a great fantasy producer anyway. His skill set is along the lines of Deshaun Jackson. I think he's a little bit more complete of a receiver than Deshaun Jackson, but I could see that being his stat line is 60 catches on the year for 1,000 yards and eight or nine touchdowns. And it's going to come in chunks. He is going to have a good game or two. Like, he is going to be the new Raiders Amari Cooper. And that is not a good thing when it comes to fantasy. That is my whole point right here. Best ball, sure, whatever. Go ahead and draft him. But if you yeah. are trying to get consistent points at a wide receiver position, this is the worst pick you can do for as high as you're going to have to draft him. I think it's hilarious that you put both Raiders on there that yeah. they drafted, and it, it's just that's 
pretty awesome. And I kind of did to a certain extent, but I actually think Brian Edwards is a better receiver than Henry Ruggs. So put that mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Edwards because, I mean, he had injury issues, so we don't know exactly how he's going to respond from that. But I have to believe that Edwards is going to be a better receiver in the long run as far as at least regular type of receiving. I know Ruggs has his own special traits and whatnot, but I just don't think the Raiders is where it should have been. It should have been somewhere else. All right, well, there you go. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Our least favorite landing spots. Um, <laughs> I liked it. There, there was some good ones in there. Yeah. Uh, some that we were right on the money uh, next to each other. Some that were a little higher and lower on the list. And some that we mm-hmm. were completely opposite on. You love their <laughs> landing spot. I hate it. And uh, we'll find out when the year gets on which one of us were right on our landing spot issues. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on Twitch or if you're seeing this on YouTube, we're pretty accessible. You can find us in a lot of different places. So if you're having trouble finding us, I don't know how much I can help you. There's links all (laughs) over the place. You know this. Um, We're going to be doing the Back Row Jet Show uh, right after this. If you're on Twitch, keep watching. If uh, you like the Jets... Yeah, Back Row Jets show, uh, at Back Row Jets on Twitter. He likes to make some polls and uh, incorporate those with more Jets fans. And, uh, again, yeah, check out Back Row Fantasy Show and all the other team-related shows that they've got. There's a dozen, a baker's dozen, I believe, right now, and hopefully more. Maybe we'll be filled up by the beginning of the season, and whoever you like will have a show that you can count on. All right, I guess um, stay fueled up in whichever landing spot you choose.